Hello and welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with your host, me, Damla. And this episode is so exciting, guys. I'm literally dying. It's so exciting. We have and we have more guests this week. And no, it's not someone that is a family member slash friend. Well, they are friends, but you know what I mean? It's it's another Doctor Who podcast. It's who la la. Oh my god are you screaming because i'm screaming i can't believe they said yes i'm so happy that they're coming onto the show today uh to talk to me about something a little bit random time fracture doctor who time fracture that was a thing last year um you're probably thinking "Ooh, well, why on earth why on earth would you do an episode about that because that was that's old news do you know what i mean i just feel like because we obviously come along ponds did not start until after the show closed but I feel like it didn't have its moment on the pod and I want it to have its moment. I don't want it to be too far in like later on. Do you know what I mean? Like I want it to be kind of kind of closer to the time. Um, so and I, kind of, I was kind of speaking to Sam and Alistair and I was like, oh, have you guys been to Time Fracture? And they said they had. So I was like, oh, that's an idea. So and Elliot hadn't actually been to Time Fracture. So it's probably, uh, you know, I just thought it'd be a good topic to talk about with the pair of them. But that's going to come a little bit later on in the episode. First of all, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to read what? Emails. We have three mails. It's exciting. It's always exciting. Thank you so much, as always, for sending in emails. Again, you know, there's a little bit of a backlog, but send more in because they're going to run out soon. And we don't want that. We want we want three mail corner. So without any further ado, let's get into three mails. First one, first email is from Meg. And she says, hi, folks, I spent the last few days catching up with the podcast after finding you via TikTok, and I'm absolutely loving it. I like to listen on the walk when my baby falls asleep and very rudely expects me to ent- entertain myself until she wakes up again. I, too, am a tortured girly until the day I die. And now I've listened to the spin-off episode. I feel like I finally found someone to humour my nonsense that I've never had the opportunity to share. Obviously, it would never happen. It's so very fan fiction that it's painful and would be complete fan service at this point. But my sort of dream concept for a further season of Torture would be something like this. So it's a very, very long explanation that uh, Mega sent over. And Elliot and I have spoken about it at length. So don't you worry about it. But yeah, so basically, it's like a really, really interesting kind of story about... um, I'll just read a little bit of it. So back in Cardiff and back in the hub... In a way that looks clearly remodelled and rebuilt, but the hub we all knew and loved, very much trying to be spoilery, less spoilery for Elliot's sake, which we appreciate. But the thing that happened to the hub is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and very uh, back down in the roots, but because of Barrowman and all of that, I also think this version of Torture would have outgrown him. There's no Jack. He gets men- he-, he gets mentioned and it's explained where he is and Gwen having doubtful leadership moments to Reese in private. So like Gwen is kind of like the leader here. And then it kind of, you know, Martha comes into it. And it's all very interesting. It's very, very interesting. And then like, Clyde from Sarah Jane comes in. Um, and it's all very exciting. And Luke is there. And it's it's basically a few moments from Sarah Jane Adventures. And Gwen's kind of the head of Torchwood. And, you know, we've also got Martha in there. And you know how we feel about Torchwood and Martha and all of that stuff. I'm sure we've... Ellie and I have both mentioned it on the podcast before. But yeah, no, it's just it's, it's a very good idea. I don't have time to read the whole email at the moment. It's very, very long. But we like we said we read every email we take them all into consideration but um i'm just going to finish the last little bit of it here the last little bit of the email is written as follows i'm so sorry for how long and ridiculous this is never apologize meg it's great even though we couldn't read it out today you know again Elliot and i have spoken about it at length 
but I finally may have found my people. Loving the podcast. Thank you for keeping me entertained and I'm looking forward to future episodes. All the best, Meg, she slash her. Thank you, Meg, so much. I, we've had a few little head cannons been set to the podcast and I bloody love it. So keep them coming. It's very, very fun. Very, very, very fun to listen to. Listen to? Read, sorry, read. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Meg. The next email is from Lizzie. And Lizzie says, hello, Damler and Elliot. I'm Lizzie, she slash her. I finally caught up with your episode, so I wanted to drop you both a line. Just say how much I've been loving your podcast. I listen to you on my silly little mental health walks and when commuting in my car and find it such a comfort listening to two besties make jokes and have some really great chats about my favourite TV show. The past few months have been hard for me and things like this are such an important bright spot in my days. This is literally why we do this podcast, guys. Like these kind of things when people say that, you know, that they use the podcast as like kind of like almost like a safe haven and they listen to it, you know, when they're feeling down is just the best thing to hear because it's literally why we wanted to do it and it's like you know again we wanted to make a podcast where it's like we'd want to listen to it ourselves do you know what I mean so that's wonderful um then Lizzie continues with I find myself agreeing with you nearly with nearly all you say although I have got the vibes you have some controversial takes for series three which I'm also excited to hear I partially found myself nodding along with everything said in Girl in the Fireplace which I feel is such a rare take in the fandom but the correct take thank you Lizzie much appreciated um I was lucky enough to grow up in Cardiff so I've seen some of the filming in person oh my god I love that including skiving off of college so I can meet Matt Smith running around in the 11th hour in the village scene although I'm a tenant girly through and through <laughs> I love that rubbish facts nowhere near as good as Elliot's this is the same village green that's used for the remembrance clip at the end of family of blood oh my god it is isn't it love a fun fact um anyway that made me think if you could travel to one location that's been in the show where would it be minus the episode trauma and tension if you're a wimp like me for me for you Again, I love when you guys get our references. Um, it would have been Pompeii. And if you had to, would you choose traveling in time like Rose or would you choose space? Anyway, sorry for the ramblings. I wanted to share the love and just say I'm looking forward to uh, wherever this amazing podcast goes. Lizzie. Lizzie, you're a wonderful person. Thank you so, so much for sending that email. So to answer your question, a location that was traveled to in the show that I would like to go to would be... Apalapachia was interesting you know and I know it's a really weird and dark episode but that whole planet is very very interesting like you could go to all these different places like you know the the, the little um, bit that Amy went to or that you know when it was actually functioning Apalapachia before the infection happened on the planet I would like, I'm gonna say Apalapachia I'm gonna stick with that actually I like that um and then would I choose time travel or space i'm gonna tell you right now i ain't going to the future because that shit gets me existential and nobody needs that no one needs me being existential no one needs that. So I'm going to say space. Definitely going to say space because, yeah, I don't know. But if I was going to time travel, I would only go to the past. I wouldn't go in the future. But yeah, no, space for me. But yeah, thank you, Lizzie, for your lovely email. This next email is from Oakley and it goes as follows. Hey, Damler and Elliot. I hope you're both doing well. We recently spoke on Instagram at It's Oakley Beck. We did speak, Oakley. I remember you very... We still speak now, even though you sent this email quite a while ago and again we apologize for the backlog we always apologize but we we're going to read every single one but i um, wanted to get in touch here to thank you for your podcast i'm just now listening to the pete's world two-parter not quite up to date but i wanted to share my thoughts and ask a few questions about everything so far one i keep i keep going to <laughs> i keep going to say she got the bronze slash bonds in conversations but stop because no one will get it i still laugh to myself bloody iconic 
Number two, I think that I still have the canine action figure with the rusted detachable side panel in my parents' attic and random Dalek with missing panels and new Earth Rose. Sadly, damn lot, I've got no Punky Fish Rose costumes. Again, if anyone has any Punky Fish costumes that they want to send to me, let me know. Um, three, I completely support your Murray Gold, Taylor Swift, Wanda Maximoff, Martha Jones, Jack Tyler supremacy. Jack Tyler? Jackie Tyler, sorry. Thank you. Thank you for paying attention to that. That's literally me personally. That's my entire personality. Doctor Who, Taylor Swift, Wanda Maximoff, Jackie Tyler. It's amazing. Number four, I also support the ratings from zero to five because zero to ten gives me too much choice and the limited rating makes more sense to me anyway. Less room for error. Exactly. Precisely why we do it. Number five, thank you for having such a queer, nerd-loving, affectionate space to find comfort in. Thank- well, thank you for enjoying it because it's fucking chaos. <laughs> Six, when you eventually watch Farewell Sarah Jane Smith, you will weep. Though if you end up watching the odd Australian K9 show, I can't say the same. Yeah, we probably will at some point. Um, if you could switch up, sorry, number seven, if you could switch up Doctor and Companion pairings, who would you like to see? E.g. 9 and Martha or 13 and Donna or Astrid and 11. Immediately going to say 10th Doctor and Amy Pond. That's always fascinated me because it nearly happened. It actually nearly happened. So that always fascinated me. So I'm going to say that for me. Number eight, if a doctor was to be stuck in one time period, where would you see them fitting in? E.g. nine in the 90s, noughties grunge, 10 in Renaissance romance. I would say 13 in the 60s. And I'm not going to elaborate further. Number nine, what do you think would have happened if 10 didn't regenerate when he did and we had David Tennant crashing in Amelia's garden at the start of series five, also eventually meeting Rory in River 2? Well, no, exactly. Sorry, I didn't even read further onto this because I like to kind of keep them fresh. But no, exactly. Like I said, Amy and the Tenth Doctor is absolutely fascinating to me. And I think it would have been very, very interesting. I do think the dynamic would have been much more dark. But either way, it it fascinates me. Number 10. How do you think the Absorbable Off would have fared during lockdown with no one to touch? It makes you think how much context can play a part in how we view episodes. My God, that's a thought. That's a thought and a half. Yeah. Wow. Um, Number 11. Did you see Doctor Who Time Fraction? If so, what were your thoughts? Funnily enough, this episode's about that. So keep listening and you'll find out. Uh, Number 12. Fish fingers and custard. Yes or no? Funnily enough, before I went um, veggie, I did try it. And you know what? It's a no. It's a big fat no. Um, 13. If you both got a trip into the future in the past, where would you go? Again, I would never go to the future personally, If I was going to go to the past, I would definitely go to the Tudor period um, because I am actually an Anne Boleyn fanatic. I actually have a massive Anne Boleyn tattoo on my arm. I'm obsessed with Anne Boleyn, so I'd want to meet Anne Boleyn. But then do I want to meet my... It's always like, oh, never meet your heroes, right? But yeah, that's probably off the top of my head. Number 14. Also, I remember getting Doctor Who box sets. I bought the whole of Series 1 and the Cybermen slash Idiot's Lantern and the Sontaran two-parter. And then the Stolen Earth Journey's End two-parter. I couldn't stop watching them. So these four, series four episodes are burnt into my skull. Like, you know, like I've said, you know, Age of Steel, um, Age of Steel, Rise of Cybermen, Idiot's Lantern, that DVD was burnt into my mind because it's all I could afford back then. So that's all I watched. Um, and the email continues as follows. I'm quite aware that I talk slash write a lot. So there's absolutely no pressure to respond. But if you do, I'm so fine with you reading parts out on the podcast also thought i should share a couple of doctor who facts from my life when i was about five or six i met billy piper at a book signing in tesco's of all places brilliant when she released her autobiography oddly enough years later when writing my a-level essay on doctor who and the importance of the first female doctor my english tutor and i realized we were both the same we were both at the same billy piper signing 
Oh my God. And it made the essay even more enjoyable as we spoke about our love for who. There's a few more little stories here. Um, a fair few years ago, I once stayed at a hotel barn where the owner or neighbour said the small dog he had with him belonged to John Hurt. What? Sorry, what is... This is tea. This is actual tea. I got to pet the dog and the man said that he and John Hurt were friends, though I had no proof for or against that claim. This is hilarious. Years ago, I met Zoe Wanamaker, Pearl Mackey and Toby Jones in a play, The Birthday Party. Bloody lucky. At the Harold Pinter Theatre, where you saw David in his recent play. So at the time um, when Oakley sent this, I had just seen the play Good that David Tennant was in at the Harold Pinter Theatre. So that's the context. They were all so good, but I spent most of the evening pretending I was watching Bill the Dream Lord and Lady Cassandra talk in front of me. Valid, because I would have done the same. And then the last little statement here is, I remember buying reusable Doctor Who wall stickers for my bedroom as a kid from B&M. So for the longest time, I had the mocks of Balhoon next to David Tennant, next to Slavine, next to the TARDIS stuck on my wall. Lastly, I hope you're both keeping well and enjoying the podcast as much as we are. Um, I didn't expect this email to be as long as the Doctor's backstory, but sending love your way, Alon Z. Thank you, Oakley. It is a very long email, but we love it. Like we've said, never apologise for your emails and your passion. And it's just, we love, we love getting them and I love reading them out and it's such a wonderful thing so thank you so so much for your lovely email before we get into our portion of the podcast where we talk to who la la I'm excited um just want to give you a quick preface so time fracture like I said we want to talk about this episode this episode bloody hell this experience this theater this immersive theater experience that happened in 2022 it was truly a moment in time and again I, I feel like it needs its moment on this podcast it needs its moment we need to talk about it and I just feel like you know it's a retrospective it's a retrospective it's a review it's a moment it's a time it's everything it's everything so yeah so essentially it was an immersive theatre an interactive theatre experience where you basically got to be in an episode of Doctor Who which is so clever and so unique unique um and Honestly, it was such a moment and I just wanted to, again, I wanted to have it, it's time to shine on the pod. So I just want to give a little, from the website itself, actually, it's a, it's it's almost like the, you know, the plot of the actual show and what, what the show is. And, you know, is this is from their website. So in a quiet corner of Mayfair, London, a dangerous rift in time and space has been monitored by a group of loyal members of the long thought disbanded unified intelligence task force or unit for short until now they have managed to protect the people of earth from the threat the rift poses but weakened and beaten as the time fracture grows out of control they're now close to defeat with 40 live actors and 17 different worlds to explore take an epic journey across time and space travel to exciting new and old places confront menacing monsters and encounter ancient aliens all while you battle to save all of existence so before we get into the episode with Hulala, just want to have a quick disclaimer because technology's a bitch. We we can all agree here. Technology's a bitch. It fails us time and time again. We've unfortunately had a little bit of a technical difficulty while recording this episode with Sam and Alistair. So Sam's audio is coming through his uh, AirPods. So and we didn't realise until after the recording. And you know, it happens, it's fine, you know. But for some reason the technology gods weren't with us. And uh, so you're probably going to think, oh, why is Sam quiet in this episode? It's because his audio was cutting out quite a lot as well. So there was a lot of half-finished sentences and things like that. So it's unfortunate. It's a very unfortunate thing. But just know that the conversation overall was very, very fun. And Sam 
had a lot to say and unfortunately a lot of it just didn't come through just didn't get picked up on the mic so it's a shame but I'm sure we'll be having Hulala back on the pod very very soon so yes so forgive that but yeah hope you enjoyed the episode either way so without further ado let's go speak to Hulala about Doctor Who Time Fracture Oh my god, girlies, we have the icons, the living legends. You know who they are. I don't need to introduce them. I'm going to introduce them in case you don't. But if you don't, you should listen to them because come on, come on now. Come on. It's Hulala. How the hell are you? Yeah. (laughs) Is that too soon with cheering? Yeah. No, not at all. Cheer yourselves. You know, love yourself because you deserve it because you guys are bloody iconic. Icons. Stop it. I shan't. We're so honored to be here. Start an episode with a woo. Okay, we're here, we're all queer, and it's all happening. It's amazing. Truly, like, truly thank you for having us. This is, honestly, the the experience of being a guest is way more fun than (laughs) being the host as well. This is sick. Yeah, can we come back? You absolutely should. You absolutely should. No, honestly, you guys, you know, we all know the situation. We all love Miss Elliot. We love them. You know, Icon, love you, Elliot, so much. I'm sure you're listening to this. And... I'm just so excited to get some guests on. And you guys are the first proper guest. Last week was my boyfriend. I mean, no, he's a he's a proper guest, but he's not a proper guest. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. You've got, um, you got the star quality this time. <laughs> We've got the star quality going on right now. Um, so this episode, you might think, why on God's green earth are they talking about this? It's already closed down. You can't even visit it anymore. What what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> That's because we didn't have a podcast. Well, I didn't have a podcast back then. So, you know, bloody get fucked, all right? If you don't like it, get fucked. We're talking about Time Fracture. It was a thing back in back in the day, aka last year, right? Hell of a thing. It was hell of a thing. And it was a moment. And it was cut short. The moment was cut short, which was really sad. Mm. Um, I don't know yeah. about you. I was planning on taking a group of my friends for my birthday, which was around like late August. And... They were like, oh, yeah, no, lol, sorry, we've closed. And I was like... I know. They were riddled with problems, I think, at the end, right? So, like, I mean, not to start with the end, but (laughs) I think they had had all kinds against them. Didn't they launch, like, at the tail end of COVID as well? I feel like the the start wasn't good for them. It was a lot. I was, at the time, working with an art director who knew the guy doing the, like, art direction for the sets, and they were just like... and they had flooding as well i think their whole like thing got flooded more than once as well they're set and they had to close to clean it all up they they had like a lot against them stuff went wrong more than once i think for them but yeah the experience was it was pure chaos in the best sense (laughs) no honestly the thing is yeah gonna be so real we all know that I'm frugal on this podcast. We all know that, right? And when they first came out, it was like, what, £50 to get in or something? Am I making mm. that up? It was quite a bit, wasn't it? No, it, it was a lot. Like, you wanted the Today Ticks deals. Exactly. To- yes, Today Ticks, mm. which is not sponsoring this podcast. Just no. respond. Um, <laughs> um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, I'm going to wait 
for a hot minute. And then it went down to like 25 pounds and I was like, we're going. Pull my boyfriend. I was like, we're going. It's happening now. Snatched. And oh my goodness. So basically I had a very mixed experience at Time Fracture. Very, very mixed experience. That's not to say I don't appreciate and love all of the work that went in. So the director is Tom Maller, I believe. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Tom Maller. The writer is Daniel... Dingsdale I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing these wrong Daniel Dingsdale and production designer was Re Rebecca uh Brower amazing I'm obviously way more people involved of course can't name every single one because we'll be here all day um but the work that went into it was absolutely incredible and Alistair like you said you know all of the riddled issues you know with COVID everything like that it was yeah a lot was against them you know they had they what they had they had ambition they did they had ambition for that thing because they uh, if, it, it's hard enough to describe like the experience of like what happens when you go in. And what they've done with the space is quite impressive because after you've been more than once, you realize it's not huge, but they make it feel big. Like what's what's down there? So low key, I thought it was massive. So you've just, that's some news to me. That's news to yeah. me. News I don't to think me. it's that big. I feel like they were very Ikea about it. I think they, they knew their storage <laughs> solutions. Truly. The girls were they, hearing. They really were. They had that Torchwood Hub kind of locked away in a uh, in a little cupboard somewhere. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, what was your first experience then, Damla, of, of going to Time Fracture when you went? Kind of, what was your impression? So, essentially, I went in right, and I was screaming because here's the thing: anytime there's a London thing going on with Doctor Who, because there's been quite a few things. Like I remember when the Doctor Who experience first started, and it first started in London. I went and it was mayhem in the best sense. It was great. Yeah. And then there's been a few other little bits and bobs. <laughs> Forgive me, I can't remember right now. But there's always been like this, these like little events that are happening in London. Like even at the moment, there's an escape room, um, which I definitely want to go to at some point. But, um, you know, Time Fracture was like different. It was like, this is different. Mm. And I was like, mm. I need to experience this. So... You go in there and the, even the minute you get in the queue, the experience starts. It's like immediately yeah. a thing. Like there's like unit soldiers outside and you're like, oh my God, I'm actually too excited about this. I'm in my twenties <laughs> and I'm actually shaking. I'm so excited. And then like, I remember there was like VIP people there as well. And they were getting brought in in a separate entrance. So it's like, it's a whole oh. production. It's immersive from the, the get-go. Yeah. Me and my friend went in to take a selfie and we were like, hey, we're in the experience. Uh, and this like guy addressed as a unit soldier came up behind us and was like, no phones. And I was like, oh <laughs> my God. Jump scare. Wait, wait what, See, when that's... you walk in, like where it says like bad wolf on the wall and things like that, like that bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah, God. When you're first nah. brought in, you do this huge queue outside. This is quite near Bond Street. And then you're is, in yeah. this very long queue outside and you've got like unit guards checking your ID to get in. And then they bring you into this kind of like concrete room with kind of metal gates and stuff to go any further. Yep. And all around yep. you on the walls, there's this Easter egg graffiti, which is so cool. They've got Bad Wolf. What else was on the walls? I can't remember what was like scribbled on there. Mr. Smith, I need you. Oh, my days. All kinds of stuff. There was like nice little references back. We'll knock four times. You know what? Yeah. yeah. I saw Bad Wolf and I was like, that's it. That's all I'm focusing on. It's all about yeah. Rose. It's always all about Rose Tyler, guys. Laser it's always all focus. about Rose Tyler. Um, now I saw Bad Wolf and I was like, oh my God. Because the thing is, I, I don't know if you guys, I have a Bad Wolf tattoo. So that whole era of the show Stop is just... It. It's there. Stop it. Yeah, what, what, what font is that in? Have you written it like as graffiti on the TARDIS or...? It's no, not the graffiti. 
Um, yeah. I just thought it'd be a bit too blocky, but it's like um, it's kind of like a, it's like a fancy, it's it's, it's a cute font, it's a cute font. Nice. I don't know what it is, but it's cute. I can show you a photo later. But she took those words and she scattered them through time and space right onto your elbow. Yes. I love. Literally, no, literally, Rose Tyler has <laughs> touched us all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I saw all of that, and then, <laughs> and then, um, what was it? So we were in that queue. And then this like scientist comes out and I just want to put it here right now before I even go on. Cause I know I'll forget the actors in this thing. Insane. Absolutely. Actually, actually speechless. Like they were so good. Like there was one specific guy. I think he played like his name was Courtney something. Maybe, maybe I'm making that okay. up. I'm making that up. I don't know why that's in my brain, but um, he was like this, like the mad scientist guy who shows you around in this like room where like river song shoes are and things like that. Do you remember that bit? The Black Archive bit. The Black Archive, yes. yes. You came with the facts. I didn't even remember that. Thank you so much. Yes. Um There was a guy who took me, took us all in there and I was just like, he was like, actually like insane. But anyway, yeah. So these actors are just absolutely incredible. Um, and then they start like coming. They're like, oh my God. Okay. Is everyone in? Okay, come in. And it was, it was so, it's immersive. Yeah. This. It, it was immersive. It immersed yeah. me. They're like briefing you for this operation that you're a yeah. part of and you've been sent by the doctor and they yeah. bring you into this kind of operations room which is some like underground unit base Absolutely. and you're right like the energy they bring to it you have to really make a choice at that point with this kind of experience like because they are so in your face you have to be like i'm either gonna be embarrassed and cringe the whole way with this and just be <laughs> yeah. shy or i'm gonna like lean in and you have to lean in you have to be like oh yeah we've been sent by the doctor oh throttle absolutely yeah. and you know what i dived in head first i was there for it i was like yes, yes. absolutely best believe so my question to you guys is when you kind of saw time fracture what was like your your feelings about it and were you both just kind of immediately like we're going that's it done sign me up i'm there a little bit more i think so this would have been like what just coming out of 2020 going into 2021 i actually kind of fell off Doctor Who towards the end of Peter Capaldi's era and like, I, watched, like the begin- I know scandal <laughs> I know and I um I so I was like d- dipping in and out but I wasn't like I feel like as a child biggest who kid you could ever imagine like shrine in my bedroom and then I fell off the wagon um and so me and my friend Ellie uh who've been friends for years we both saw advertise and we were like ah oh, Love that so much. Used to love it so much. Yeah, we should go, shouldn't we? And we may or may not have been a bottle of wine. <laughs> yes! and it was still like fifty quid. Yeah, and we were like, should we do it, babe? Should we do it? <laughs> Let's just do it. And so we booked it for like the next day, or like a couple of days later. And we arrived, and we were like, this, like you said, the excitement in the queue. Yeah, we were just like, this is the best decision. Like we yeah. could have made. It was so good. I love that. Yeah, I, I was that. very, I was very overwhelmed going in mm. because. I can't remember who I went with. I think I went with my sister, but I don't know if she'd already been at that point. My sister loves this kind of thing. Like, yeah. for context, she's been like a Fright Night actor at Fort <gasps> Park. She loves theme Love parks. That. So this is this is her bag. And um, like Sam, a childhood Who fan, not, not so recent, has since caught up. I'm glad I got that clarification in. <laughs> 
when you're brought into that first room where people are like running around, I was like, I, are we meant to be doing something here? Like, yeah. I, I don't know what's happening. I can't even follow a single conversation thread. I was mad confused. I was very scared because there are like multiple groups with different scientists who are all shouting at them, which are kind of giving you like clues for what's about to happen. Um, I thought that was maybe the whole experience was just going to be this whole day of like, I, I can't follow this. Yeah. But then it settles and everyone follows one storyline together. And then I was like, okay, now now I'm in. Yeah. I'm bought in now. But when I first went in, I was like, this seems poorly organized. Was my first impression. Yeah, no, I had the exact same thing. And like, actually, uh, fun tidbit, fun side story here uh, for everyone. So I went to, I don't know if you guys have been to the Who shop in London yet. Have you been? No. Never been. I know exactly what you mean. It's very, very good. I've, I've, I went to, <laughs> lol, I'm actually exposing myself. I've exposed myself enough on this podcast, but I'm going to keep going anyway, because it's funny for the story. Um, So back in the day on Tumblr, Tumblr days, oh, throwback. <sighs> Confessional. Tumblr days. No, literally. And we all had a Doctor <laughs> Who meetup from Tumblr. It was that deep. Yes, it was that deep. And we oh, went, so God. we went to the Who shop back then. So I've always like kind of known about it. And then um, I went, uh, I want to say that two, three months ago. And once someone who works there, I was like, I recognize you. How do I know you? And I was just standing in the corner looking at like some like John Pertwee biography or something. And I was just like, I don't know who this is. And then it hit me right there in the cortex, right there. I was like, he was an actor in Time Fracture. Oh my God. No. It was, it was so hilarious. So I went up to, I fully embarrassed myself. I embarrassed myself. I should have waited until I left. Why did I do it? Wait, was, the minute was, I got in. <laughs> I don't know. Was he shopping or was he working? Working there. there. Working there. No. Yeah. And I went up wow. to him and I was like, I'm really sorry. This is going to sound mad. But like, <laughs> did you, were you an actor in Time Fracture? And he was like, I was. Yeah. And I was like, dude you were so good like I literally remember you like you were so good and he was like oh my god bless you thank you so much and I just kept rattling on and I was like I'm boring him to tears I'm boring him to tears who did he play so basically he um oh gosh he plays one of the scientists he's like lab coat yeah that's all mm. I can give um mm. but anyway so fun fact fun fact for that um that's a fun fact so yeah so saw him hilarious um <laughs> But yeah, so, okay, so here's the vibes, guys. Here's the vibes. You're brought into this room with all these scientists being like, oh my God, something's happening. And then Kate Stewart, icon, living legend, comes on the screen and is like, girlies, gather. There's a mission. You need to do a thing. <laughs> <laughs> the time fracture is a thing. And basically it's like, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. You fully correct me if I'm wrong. But like, it's like the time fracture is like, you know, time is breaking apart. There's like dinosaurs coming into London. There's things happening. Just London is in chaos, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. All time's happening at once. Because, yeah, there's like dinosaurs and Cybermen and Daleks everywhere. That kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And then after that, you get taken to. So, yeah, you go into the Black Archive. They show you all this like these props that are like in this. Well, not, not props to them in the story. It's not props. It's actual artifacts. But, um, you know, you see, like, Amy's little raggedy man, you know, um, like, dolls and, like, river shoes and, like, canine and things like that. And it's very, very cool. And then you get taken into the time fracture. So, like, this guy's like, okay, we've opened the fracture. And then you go into these, like, fluorescent tunnels. And then it just goes insane from that point on. And it plays the 
majestic tale of a madman in a box as you walk through it and it's a bit weird because you're like with families but you're kind of getting chills <laughs> no literally <laughs> and you're walking you are like walking at a snail's pace in a queue while it's like dun 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 and it's I'm like, wonderful oh my god like because not to get emotional <laughs> no but literally i was like because again so my boyfriend who i was with joe um he was he's he's a fan of the show but obviously nowhere near as big as me and i was just like come on let's go and he was just like <laughs> i'm exhausted already i'm literally exhausted because by then you've got a lot of information to take in it's a whole oh my god it's thing. a lot um at this point i'm not gonna lie to you this is where damla got lost she got lost and mm. confused so mm. They put you into kind of the way they do it is kind of clever. So they kind of get a whole bunch of people into a group and they kind of tell you to go, you need to go through that tunnel. You need to go into that tent. You need to go to the bar or something like that. Um, yeah. I was the group that went into the tent. What group were you guys? Oh, did you, you, you went separately, didn't you? Well, I've been more than once. Right. And I've tried for different stories, different times. Okay, explain, explain. Um, so loads of threads are happening all at once across different parts of time and space. I think the first time I did it, I was in like Queen Elizabeth the first right. royal court and yeah. I really committed to staying there. <laughs> so you can stay and you can do like a full like 20 minutes of stuff in your storyline. Right. And you're you're kind of meant to stay in your story to understand it. Right. Like where you've ended up with your group. But you can like walk around and do what you want and join a different story instead. Mm. Um, but you kind of have a guide there with you, like kind of looking after your group who is part of like whatever time zone you find yourself in. But at other times I did things like there's one where you start off in a market yes. and you have to get a kablam package from a pig man. Yeah. And there's one where you meet Davros. There's one where a Cyberman bursts oh, in. Yeah. There's there's tons. I don't know. Sam, what did you get? Again, first time with my friend Ellie and second time with you and my boyfriend. Um, and I kind of made a mistake on the first time. We So we went to Elizabethan England and we were like there. Me and my friend were like, this is boring. We want to go. We'd heard that like, they say you can go as many times as you want because each time you'll have a different story. And we were like, oh, we want to find a different story. Right. So we like, I think we went to torture for a bit, but then we like jumped to the pig man and he told us to get the kabam box, but we didn't really see any story through. So by the time you'd kind of got to the intermission and realized the bulk of it was done, we were like, oh, we never saw River Song. We never saw Davros. We never saw this. And we'd heard of all this stuff that was going to be there. We just yeah. missed it all. And so then when we went back, when I went again with Alistair, I was like, I want to stick to one story. And I found that sticking to one story, you yeah. actually saw a lot. You don't see everything, of course, because everything's happening at once. That was how I found it anyway. What about you, Damon? What did you find? So here's a situation. This is where I differ very, very differently. I got fucked over, yeah? I'm going to say it right now. I got fucked over <gasps> big time. <laughs> so no. they took us into a tent and there was this lady and it was all very like, insular it was like we we're in our own little world so that was cool and this it was just me and a few other women and then joe and she went straight in on joe and was like right because you're a man i'm gonna say this slowly so you understand she was eating in on him and it was hilarious it was truly hilarious um <laughs> and then um they were basically just like so you need to go and find a man with a bow tie and i was like what oh my god 11th doctor's coming what's happened oh my god oh my god and i was like so confused and then we f i found the guy who was in like a green long coat it was like from a uh, closing time you know the long green coat that he wears with mm. like bow tie and it was a man who was obviously like a time lord whatever it is i need clarification on that bit because i don't even understand but he was just like talking to us and then these two guys came in late 
Why were they let in? I don't actually understand. I don't understand. They like ran in halfway through and they were like, oh, sorry, can you repeat that? Because like, we're late. And he, you could tell the actor, he did a good job of keeping, you know, a front. But you could tell yeah. he was getting so irritated. And like they kept talking over him as well. And he was like, yeah, if you let me finish, then I can actually tell you what you need to do. And it was like. <gasps> I had a grumpy guy once as well. Um, was he blonde? No. Oh, right. So ours went a bit derailed. It was really awkward. Um, da Vinci, we were with Da Vinci. Yeah. Leonardo Da Vinci's in this. As you do. And I think it was like he had a piece of paper and Da Vinci was like, oh, hand that to me to one of the guys in the crowd. And he was like refusing to do it. It was like, no. And he was like, oh, no, you really must. And he was like, refusing oh and he was like no come on mate you're ruining it for everyone in his normal voice suddenly like out of the italian accent it was like no mate you're ruining it for everyone and i was like and no one laughed and then he gave it over and it was like okay and then he carried on and it was just awkward it was oh yeah anyway it wasn't his fault like how else are you gonna deal with that right yeah theater etiquette guys come on come on people yeah what are you doing? Kind of forgot that it is meant to be like live immersive theatre and people were just like, like Alice said, mm. you kind of have to commit to fully doing it or just like be aware that you might be cringing, but everyone else is enjoying it. And so like, don't, like there were, there were kids, like when we were in the tortured room, when I went with Alice, there was this kid who was like loving it. And like, they're like, can you find this bit of paper? And he was like, oh my God, like running around. And you just got to kind of like, even if you're not going to commit, like commit for everyone else, you know? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. And I think that, yeah, like you say, you know, yeah. just because it's like immersive theatre doesn't mean you shouldn't take it any less seriously. I mean, I'm not going to go into theatre etiquette because that's a whole different conversation that I can't be asked <laughs> to get into. And we don't have the time. <laughs> we don't have the time. So, yeah, basically, you lot respect theatre, respect people who work in theatre. Don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Um. Anyway, so they were like, the, the guy was like, okay, you take this thing, this bit of paper. I'm going to give you a bit of paper and you're going to go in that room. And I was like, what? And I went in and there was smoke. There was a Dalek in the corner. I said, nah, I'm not doing this again. Because I went to the Doctor Who experience when I was a kid in the, uh, what was it, in uh, Earl's Court. This was like 2008, right? Oh, yeah. And there was a room with Dalek sec turned around. This is a story I've told on the pod before. So forgive, I forgive, but you guys haven't heard it. So um, Dalek sec was turned around in a corner. I walk into the room and... I'm like, oh, what's going on? And then Dalek's head starts rising from, you know, rising into the air and screaming like, human detected. And I ran out crying. I was oh, like, no, no. I can't do this. So I was like, I'm not doing this again. I was like, I'm not doing this again. We're not doing this again. But anyway, and then <laughs> Davros comes around the corner and I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my God. And I actually got chills because he looked so good. No, literally, literally. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, you know. The reality bomb. We love that girl. We love when you did that. It um, was so ambitious. It was an ambitious. It was so ambitious. Work, but we respect it. We love a working girl. It didn't girl. make any sense, girl. But we're really proud of you for trying. <laughs> Literally. And he came around the corner, and I genuinely did get chills though because the makeup was so good for like, just you know, they obviously have to do it multiple times a day. Was it two, three times a day? And the way they have to get the makeup, it just looks so good. So I don't know who you saw when you went, um, but I went twice and there were two different people. You know when you're in the bar in the middle, like um, in the intermission, and there's someone singing? The yes. first time I went, I had someone painted blue, like uh, they <gasps> yes. were from the end of the world. But the second time it was a Silurian singer. And that that makeup, I know that it was like probably mainly like a mask, that they would do like makeup around the eyes and mouth and stuff. But that, like even from close up, even a cocktail or two down, was really good. 
the intermission was one of the best bits. Um, you're taken into this space-themed bar, and you're on yep. a spaceship. I don't know where you're going to start with. I We're going to Gallifrey. You are in the end, but not to start with. It gets diverted to Gallifrey, doesn't it? I think because I look, I had to look up on Doctor Who wiki because you know the mind can only remember so much, guys. All right, the mind can only remember <laughs> so much. So I had to look it up, and I think it, I think it is going to Gallifrey, I okay. believe. And then the detour is when the Weeping Angels come in. <gasps> oh my god, that was scary. Let's, but for, let me first compliment the cocktails you get in the intermission as well. The selection is excellent. Oh yeah, they're tasty. I had a few. They're really good. They're really good. Yeah, and there's some drama during as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 lady, the 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 lady, the the the. Oh God, she she was in red. She had like buns. Assassin, and yes. she was like, oh God, yes. what was her name? She's like a anyway a oh. assassin time lady. Throughout the experience, and it would do it a lot in the intermission in the bar. Um, suddenly, all the lights would go down, and you'd hear like a voiceover saying something, and then the lights come on. All the all the actors would freeze. Yes. The first time I went, I went up and I was ordering a drink, and I was like, "I want a spaceship. I'm getting a cocktail. I'm living my life." And he was like shaking my cocktail, and then the lights went like zoo, and he like held the shake like this and was frozen. And I just stood there and I was like, "God, you're doing an amazing <laughs> job, and we love it and we respect it, but like, please, can you just..." Pour like can you not just freeze with your hand like pouring the glass like please just just go <laughs> let gravity just do its thing it was such a dramatic you know? quote as well can you imagine it's like this i've had many faces many lives and this is a gentle little like shake 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 of sam's cocktail in <laughs> no but i i was actually wondering what that was i was genuinely wondering what that was and i was like you know what we respect it but also like i want to finish my drink before we yeah. we get going you the toilet. I mean? let's go no literally but i remember just before the intermission this is the bit that I was like, oh, this was not planned as well. Again, respect and love. Respect and love. But they, so the guy was like, go speak to Davros, whatever. We spoke to Davros. We gave him back this thing. I forget what the thing is. It was a thing. And then they were like, okay, go and follow the Ood that's walking around. And I said, okay, got you. Went and found the Ood. The Ood was already halfway through telling this story. And we didn't, our whole group was so confused. We were like, okay, where's this Ood? And we couldn't find this Ood. And then he was in Torchwood, which I had a moment because I'm a Torchwood girly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, saw a little photo of Gwen and I was like, Eve Miles, you know what you do to me, girl. I love mm. you. Um, and then he was like in the middle of telling a story and I was like, I was going to be like, oh God, because I wanted to go up to him and be like, I'm really sorry. What did you just say? Because we completely missed it. We were directed in the wrong direction. And then, he, and then we didn't get a chance to do that. And then there was all this Elizabethan stuff going on. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening. So we just followed the Ood for the rest of it. But we were so confused. I was like, no, Cleary, what's happening? <laughs> Cleary, no. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I feel like if you go more than once, you start to get a better picture. And maybe that's maybe that's the money grab. Is like, you're not going to get it first yeah. time. But if you give yeah. us maybe 100, 150 pounds, we'll have a better picture. And I was ready to do that. But like, if it all went to plan and they didn't reduce the prices and it was £50 yeah. ago and you're like, I have to keep going because I haven't seen the whole story. Like, Hoopian's already broke. They really encouraged that though because they had they had those special badges, right? They were like, if you yes. come back and you get like 20, it was a lot of stamps you needed. It was like 10, 20 stamps. You could get a, a special lot. pin, which I think you also had to purchase. But you, there was like a reward for coming back. You got like a stamp or something. There was a loyalty card. <laughs> And then there's like, if you come back as a VIP, you get like the special treatment. So like, you're the one who gets like spoken to the most and stuff like that. It was very clever. I'll give it to you, Time mm, Fracture. I'll give it to you. That monetization. So yeah, interval, cute. 
vibes. Angel put the devil in me. Loki was singing along because. Did they sing that? Such a bob. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I didn't I realize that's literally Sam's favorite song. But the devil in me and also Billie it. Eilish. And I remember turning to my friend and I had like my second cocktail in my hand. For anyone listening, I'm holding a glass right now. And I like turn around. I'm like, I can't believe an alien sing us Billie Eilish on a Tuesday. <laughs> I really had a moment. <laughs> 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 no, no, they sang Angel Put the Devil in Me and then something else, which I can't remember because I was like watching the lady, the spy lady, whatever her name is. That's not her name, but. I feel like I had a version of Don't Stop Me Now, but that could be wrong. Oh. I don't know. That could be wrong. Cute. Wasn't there an that. episode of Doctor Who with foxes in it playing a very similar role? The Orient Express, and she they walk onto the train, and she's she was singing um, Don't Stop Me Now, and she's like, Don't stop me now. That's maybe where I'm getting it confused. Maybe it wasn't that. But yeah, so after the interval, there's this lady in like Tom Baker's scarf and like a mishmash of stuff, and she's like, Follow me, bloom, bloom, bloom. And then, okay, I have to admit, I was way too scared of this like, for actually it being normal. Like, I'm actually an adult like let's bear that in mind <laughs> and i went in this room and i actually screamed i'm not i'm not very vocal when it comes to anything. i'm very good at keeping my calm but i'm a very jumpy person like literally someone will go good morning and i'm like oh my bloody god what are you doing <laughs> you're trying to kill me so we get in the room and then there's like don't blink on the wall and i literally grab joe and i'm like i can't do this and joe's like chill and i'm like no i actually can't do this because i'm actually gonna scream it was it was great like it was great but it was also awful. Do you know what I mean? It was sick. You go through a door, which I... What's the name of the electrician in Rose? It's his door. Ooh, Wilf. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it... No, it's not Wilf. Oh, hold on. No, no, no. Wilson. 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 Yeah. I got go... the lottery money, babe. There we are. You come in with the lottery money. If That would have been a nice twist, yeah. wouldn't it? Someone's got to carry the lottery money. That would money. have been good. And then you're in a dark corridor with some shop dummies. And then you're being chased yeah. by an angel. And they have like light effects and some actors dressed as angels. And it's it's like you're being chased, girl. And from both sides as well. Like front and yeah. behind. It's awful. It's great, but it's awful. <laughs> Um, you walk in, you see the shop window dummies, and I'm like, oh my god, they're all going to start moving because it's the autons. And then you see the don't blink, and you hear like the ding of the music, and you're like, oh, there's going to be the games. Oh my god, everything's crazy. There should be. They got you. They got you. Exactly. It was no genuinely for ten minutes after that. Joe just kept going, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, I'm actually really shaken up. <laughs> like it genuinely fucked me up. I can't even lie. It genuinely fucked me up. Um, and then after that, I can't quite remember. You was get the it curator the, now? The Gallifrey Fall. Yeah. 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 Um. I was kind of low key, like, okay, but like, how, how, okay, fine. And I was like, listening to the guy and he was explaining stuff and I was like, I don't understand. I didn't enjoy the curator yeah. um, part yeah. because I had two very variable actors. Well, neither of, them, neither of them could quite deliver Tom Baker. Let's say that. I think that's fair. Yeah. And they came in and like, oh, hello. And it was just they seemed nervous which is never a good starting place is the actor seems yeah. uncomfortable and couldn't yeah. quite remember their words they were kind of ad-libbing and it was it wasn't yeah. the best and as well the yeah. like painting quote of gallifrey falls that's there is about three pixels kind of printed onto the wall and it has cutouts yeah. in it to give it like yeah. a 3d wink wink effect and he kind of climbs out through a hidden door inside the painter it's just it's it's not the strongest part of the experience i'll say wasn't there like floating bits as well yeah. inside the painting well, like hanging been, from it they could have been yeah i was just like he, the, the the curator was talking 
and even Joe was in my ear like, do you know what's going on? And I was like, <laughs> I actually don't, babe. I genuinely I don't know what's know. going on. I genuinely don't know what's going on. I'm just, I'm just doing my thing. At the end of a big experience like this, it was confusing again, but also just like a really weird one to like almost, like it's the last that you see before you then get to the finale of the show. And it's such a like odd dip in energy before you go to this thing that's meant to like really rile you up. And you kind of like, because after the eight, it kind of would have made sense to go from the angel yeah. where you're really like pent up into the finale, but they kind of like stop you and they're like, everyone breathe. And then you, it's really odd. Exactly. Um, and then, oh gosh, hang on. I'm trying to think what happened after that. We're on Gallifrey now. Oh, by the way, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to these guys episode on the 50th. Come on. What are you doing? Oh, come on, tie in. After this episode, go listen to that. Come on. Oh, promo. Go on. It's a cracker, actually. That's a good one. It's a good one. It's a bloody good one. Um... But yeah, so then we're on to Gallifrey. We're at Gallifrey. It's all kicking off, sis. It's all guns blazing, literally. And I was just kind of, do you know what this was? It was, do I know what's going on? Absolutely not. Is it exciting? Absolutely. Am I just going to take in the vibes? Yes. Yes, I am. I I don't understand, but I'm just going to take in the vibes. So essentially it was like Razalon's resurrection, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, big day. What do you guys remember from this bit? Because my my memory is a bit foggy. All I remember is this lady rising from smoke, and I was like, "Ugh, iconic!" And then, and then all the doctors' voices and like a really bad Matt Smith impression. That's all I'm remembering right now. This bit, I I remember the first time I went, I was so confused because I like ate like we were in the bar and they were like we were kept trying to like go out and they're like, "No, your turn will be called. Your turn will be called." So we came really late, and they're all trying to convince you, and I think you're voting wanted to get rassle on and then like at the very end it's so hazy for me that but i feel like all the adrenaline was like <laughs> yeah well female rassle on coming back is kind of a sleigh that was pretty cool yeah, absolutely. i remember some good acting i like i mean i love time lords and gallifrey and all that shebang so like any oh, new yeah. law i don't care how ridiculous it is i love it everyone in the room is divided into factions so there's like four corners of the room. You're right, yeah. And you have a different time lord being like, right, we're going to vote for X, Y, or Z. And they will kind of like get you on board with whatever they're doing, like whether or not to bring back Rassilon and whether or not to detonate yeah, that's it. the time bomb or whatever it is. And yeah. some insane stuff happens there with the voting and the infighting and it gets kind of weird. Um, the time lords are trying to convince you to detonate the time bomb. And the, the doctor bomb. is trying to stop it. And to do that, everyone has to hold their hands out to the middle yeah. to turn off the time bomb and go, they're like, he's like, oh my God, on all your travels through time, you've absorbed all this time energy and now you have to release it into the room and you have to go like, this is my time. Yeah. This is my time. There and it's it the is. most humiliating thing I've ever done in my life. But you know what? It's just one of those moments where I was like, I even looked at my boyfriend and I was like, just do it. Just, just do feel, it. Just, just, it'll be fine. Again. It'll be fine. As before, like, it's a choice. You've got to lean in or feel the cringe. You've got yeah. to embrace the cringe. You've got to go, this is my time. And this is my time. It. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's very much that. It's very, very that. Um, I always find it funny, even in Doctor Who episodes, when something happens where there's like a hologram or a photo and they use a promotional image. It always makes me giggle. Like when the doctor's audios were on screen. Yeah. And like, it's like in, um, what was it in let's kill Hitler when like the, the TARDIS was got, had all the, um, kind of holograms of the companions. And I was like, why 
why are you doing this? Well, yeah, why I is Billy? That. Why is Freema? Why is Catherine just like standing like that? And they did Hand that. On hip. <laughs> yeah, literally. And when we were watching the fiftieth, and they were in the black archive, and you walk past the that well, they walk past the corridor with all the companion photos on, and you're like, that was a promotional image from this episode. That was a promotional image. Like you can just t- you can always tell. Yeah. You just know. You just know. They're lit in a particular way. They're very airbrushed. Um, also, the bit I didn't love about this is they mm. there are some. There are some stellar Doctor Who impressionists out there. Some of those impressionists can't do every Doctor's voice convincingly, but can do some of them spot on. And some Absolutely. of the Doctor's voices here were a little bit of a miss. And mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it was, but there was one that stood Matt out Smith. when I heard it. Matt Smith for me. And there was ooh, one, might have been Matt. Good. And it, there was a bit of a moment, I was like, ooh. Wait. It was a bit of Matt Smith, but it was mainly David Tennant. It was like really... But there was just a couple of times and you were like, this is clear. And then it would like jump to David Bradley or Jodie Whittaker and you're like, okay, you're good. <laughs> yeah, the thing is though, with Jacob Dunman, because I've been following him for many, many years, like since he did his first Matt Smith impression on YouTube, which is bloody weird because it's literally like Matt Smith's voice coming out of his mouth, insane. So I, I, I didn't even know if it was him doing it though, because I feel like his impressions of Matt Smith and David Tennant... I don't think he did all so of them. Good. But he definitely did one or two. I'm sure he did because it sounded like his voice. Yeah. There was somewhat. There was another one which was off. There was one that was maybe it was like Peter Capaldi's voice was. Yeah, off. probably, probably. And it was like, oh, yeah. you're brilliant. And it was like, what? <laughs> okay, it was like, what? So first of all, he would. First of all, he would tell me to get fucked. Yeah. So what do you mean? And second of all, like. He's never been peppy in his life. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, the resolution's weird as well. And the doctor is like, kind of like saying like, oh, well, also if you do this and you hold your hands out and you like freeze the time bomb, you're going to also be stuck on Gallifrey forever. And it was like, it was, and she does this speech where she's like, I know it's a really big ask, but I really appreciate it. Like, it really means a lot to me. But only you can choose. <laughs> like, no pressure, no worries if not. But I'd really appreciate it if you did. It's like Jody, you're asking a lot of me right now. And I'm just like, it was, it was very, oh, uh, it was, it was very, very odd. I didn't really understand it. But then the music started kicking in, and I was like, okay, go on, I guess, go on then, go on then. And then, um, yeah, Razalon's like defeated or whatever. Um, sorry, I said that really much. I was just defeated, no. or whatever. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, and then, I mean, that's basically what happened, isn't it? True. Yeah. And then um, we're all like led out and then we're back into the kind of scientist hub, whatever you want to bloody call it. Yeah. Um, and then you can take photos with the TARDIS. Yeah. I didn't. And I'm really annoyed at myself. I don't, I just, I, I'm really bad at photos. I was like, oh, I can't be asked for this. Like. Uh, we, we took a couple photos on the time me and Alistair went, but I didn't get a single photo of like just myself. Cause for the same reason, I was like, I don't want anyone to just take a photo of me. Like come take a selfie with me or come to a silly photo. And then Alistair got a really, really good photo of him uh, in the middle by like the like TARDIS console bit. Like it's amazing, like wide lens, multi like purple Ooh. light. You look really great. Like it's a really great photo. And I was like, damn, I really should have. <laughs> I got some really good pics. I looked really hot. <laughs> yeah. There are a few of me and Sam together. We got some in front of the TARDIS. Um, it's always a bit awkward because you, you want to lean in, but you've got a little key watching you. It is embarrassing. You want to like be like yeah, knocking on the door, like holding the handle, and it, you always you do feel a bit you feel a bit silly. I put my window on my face in the window and like, huh? Oh, who's in there? Hello? Just have a little moment, just a little doomsday moment on the TARDIS. Don't mind me. It's cute. Um, it's cute. But I went. I was the one that was like pressing buttons. I was like, I want to go. Oh, do they do things? I don't know if they do things. I want to press all of them. Um, 
and yeah and then the, yeah that was it and then i went to the gift shop we love a gift shop love a gift oh, shop oh god yeah their gift shop i would have loved it love to have it. been a little bigger because i know like a great gift shop was um my sister went to the glasgow exhibition lately at the was it glasgow was it edinburgh it was the national i think it was glasgow i think it was the national museum of scotland is that I'm really sorry, Scotland. But she went <laughs> to that one. And the gift shop was mwah, 10 out of 10. And they had battle, battles and time cards there for £2.50 a pack. No inflation. None. No. Same as original. Yeah. So, like, I think they could no. have they could have ramped up the shop a little bit. Because I know they've got that stuff in storage. I'm actually gagged. What the fuck? I didn't even know that. It's what? It's wild. They're all, like, priced yeah. at a very similar price point that, like, when we were buying them when we were kids. I was expecting the markup yeah, to be, Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like, no inflation. So much more. No, they were like, RRP 2006. Like, <laughs> take it away. No, like... literally. That's mad. <laughs> but, I mean, in time for actually, that wasn't the case, I feel like. It was very much of 2022 energy, yeah. you know? The who figurine um, collection like, and stuff. program was, like, what, 15 quid? Yeah, they had some they had some very odd choices. But anyway, anyway. So gift shop done, experience done. Overall, closing thoughts, guys. Because on the pod, Elliot and I usually like to do what was your standout moment and what was the moment that didn't work for you? So let's let, let, let's do Sam first. Sam, give me your standout moment and the moment that didn't work for you. I think a standout moment for me probably would have been do you know what it was i know you hated it the weeping angel bit for me that was like a lot of the time like we were saying you have to kind of lean into it and like be like oh i'm here for the fun, whatever but that was a moment where it was like no this is fight or flight like i i am viscerally feeling what with it was the only yeah, time yeah, where yeah. i feel like it full 1000 percent was like made you feel like you were in an episode and you weren't acting like yourself you were there and it committed agreed what didn't work was the way that they should have maybe like when you like bought the tickets have said like you can either follow one guide and follow their adventure or jump between different ones and choose what you want to see whereas when we went in like we were just saying all of us kind of felt like this is chaotic do they know what's going on because i don't know what's going on um and then obviously you kind of lean into it a bit but i feel like having a bit of forewarning would have been good i, th- I agree with you on that one this is like we well we played camp or damp on ours, but this doesn't this doesn't yes. apply. I think your format it makes much more sense. Um, <laughs> I can't think of any step. I mean, what would be a standout camp moment from this? Probably everything about Rassilon for me was pretty camp. Um, Brian yeah. Brian Oud <laughs> was pretty camp. My standout <gasps> moment, that was it, Brian. Yes, Brian. yes, yes. My standout moment was actually the bar. I think there's that point in the game not the game the point in the experience that you've relaxed enough into it that you don't feel silly anymore mm-hmm. and you're starting to feel immersed and you're starting to like feel less self-conscious they're doing this like you know full costume singing you can like really like take a breather at that point and just enjoy the silliness and like yeah. like like you're starting to let yourself believe it at that point you you know you're not on a spaceship yeah. but you can start to believe like yeah i'm on a spaceship having a space cocktail and yeah there's a little drinks here at that point the action's still kind of happening around you but it's a lot more casual now and you've started to like understand yeah the format Mwah. that's the point where I, you know, I was sold at that point i remember thinking like this is great um yeah what didn't work for me so much i think the same as sam i think turning up without an expectation of like okay how do i enjoy this like wh- what what am i stepping into 
what's the format like it felt it felt like they'd lost control of the room even though they hadn't it felt like whoa yes. wait, what am i meant to be joining on to and it didn't feel organized it felt like it wasn't deliberate which wasn't great and i think like i think they're gonna do it again i'm pretty sure they're moving i hope they'll like learn from that and maybe give you a little bit more of a briefing before you go in there like, okay this is what you're gonna get and i imagine as well if you're someone who gets quite easily overstimulated i do that it's a bit nightmarish as like to throw you in the deep end like that i actually don't think that works i think they need to build you up a little bit more would be great yes agreed like honestly like i'm one of those people because i'm a virgo i'm very like organized sections categories Mm -hmm. so i'd say for me as well the the uh the weakest moment of the whole thing was exactly what you both of you said like literally i have it written down like it's like i was a bit confused and I, and I feel like you shouldn't have to go back multiple times to understand what's going on. Yeah, you should not. <laughs> Sorry, is that controversial? <laughs> no. The first time I went with a preconception of what I thought it was going to be, and then when it didn't turn out to be that, I was like, oh, I didn't really enjoy it. But then when I went in knowing what to expect, I enjoyed it a lot yeah. more. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I had the same thing as well, because obviously in the Doctor Who experience of 2011, it's like you walk onto the 11th Doctor's TARDIS and then it's kind of like it takes you on this specific journey and everyone's kind of, you know, everyone's on the same journey. So it's more like organized. So I think that for me is definitely the weakest bit where it's like they could have just kind of had maybe, you know, when you first go in, you're all picked into going to go into a specific group and then you kind of follow a specific character and then you're all kind of, you know. And then I think for me, for me, um, the standout moment is for me. Definitely, as as much as I didn't like it, like I said, you know, I know I'm an adult, but you know, that's my truth. Um, the weeping angel bit was so well done, like like you said, Sam, so like true. it's so immersive, and you're like, oh my god, I'm literally so true. That's Sally Sparrow, where are you? Do you know what I mean? Um, and then also the bit with Davros, just eerie, eerie. Did you did you guys meet Davros or not? Yeah, I, I did once, and that like the full costumeness of it. Like, I don't know how they did that. I really don't know how they made him look so like Davros. And it's also the way that, I mean, I don't want to go on too long now because we're rounding off, but he goes into the corner of the room and just like carries yeah. on tinkering with stuff, like in the shadows, in the smoke. And he, he keeps yeah. going until everyone's out the room when you think he wouldn't it's carry scary. on. It's good. It's scary. It's very scary. It's very, very good. Again, you know, the the commitment from these actors and you know you can tell that they all loved it and they're all very passionate about it like that's just you can just tell immediately like in front and throughout the whole thing and again you know the production design I mean I can't fault that I can't fault that at all and like uh I was gonna say earlier and I totally forgot but the pig guy for example that was a standout he bloody terrified me right because you walk in and he's asleep and then he wakes up and I went ah and he was like laughing at me and I was like don't start because I'll actually I'll finish this. I will finish this, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll win. But no, that was good. Um, and then like the Kablam man and everything. Yeah, it was this thing. If it was a little bit more, you know, if COVID wasn't a thing, I mean, COVID was a thing. A lot of great things would happen. But if COVID wasn't a thing, and there wasn't all of these issues because of COVID, and just you know, because that is a big factor of it, I genuinely think it would have been a. 10 out of 10 experience and you know what i think if it had launched a little later now there's all this doctor who hype now i think it launched at a point there was a bit of a lull between series two and i just don't think there was a pop culture around it enough exactly because now it's like you know refreshed renewed everything everyone's excited russell yeah. babes 
People there like the king is back, scavenging you know? for sixtieth clues right now. No, literally. Um, and I, I, I agree. I totally agree with you. I think it would have been. I think the timing was just a little bit out as well. But again, absolute love and respect. Absolute mad respect for everyone involved who is part of making time fracture a thing and i want more stuff like that in london like again there's that escape room that's happening in london might go to that might review it who knows but i you know i just i want more of this kind of thing i love being able to immerse myself and have people immerse themselves into the world of docky who it's always a fun time and it's a wonderful thing um but yeah i hope everyone enjoyed this little you know very late review of time fracture why not why why do it early better late than never do you know what i mean um and you know i just i always wanted to talk about it and elliot had never gone so this was a kind of this is kind of a good opportunity a good topic to bring up with people who have gone um and yeah so i want to thank sam alistair icons legends who la la who la la you're so welcome no thank you for coming it, their uh, details are in the show notes below. I'm sure all of you already listen to them. Like I know that for a fact. But if you don't, then what the f- what are you doing? What, what are you doing? doing? Come on, get on it at Hula La Pod, guys. Get on it. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, you're more than welcome. Have us back, please. As well, you've got to come on Hula La, both of you. Don't excite me. Don't excite me. Oh my god. <laughs> don't tease. Come on now. But anyway, thank you guys. Much love and. We'll see you later. Till next time. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.